coming to you from that once forgotten artery that pulses through the center of the continental United States and into the heart of the Ozarks, Grace Matthews. Looking in from the northern border, our Canadian friend, along with his countrymen feeling the effects of U.S. political issues, Connor Murphy. Welcome to Dueling Dialogues, episode 231. I'm Connor Murphy here with Grace Matthews in the Hammer in Springfield, Missouri. Hi, you two. Hello. Hey, man, what's happening? Uh, not much, you know, starting to feel a bit like fall out there. Yes, it is. Yeah, and you know, fall's great, but fall turns to winter. Yeah, uh, not looking forward to that. We're, no, I'm not yeah. either. No. But more importantly, every four years, fall means election, election. <laughs> in the United States of America. And let me tell you, it's crazy. It's crazy. They finally had their debate the other night. Gosh, I didn't even know if it would take place. Yeah, I I was wrong there. I said it wouldn't, and uh, I, so yeah, I was wrong too. I thought Biden would pull out because you know Pelosi wanted him to pull out. You know, uh, but having said that, Trump blew it. You think so? I do. He talked over him. He um. You know, you just don't need to do that with Biden. Now, with Hill, that was the best way to do it. But look at your opponents, okay? Biden screws Biden better than anybody can screw. <laughs> I, I think I would agree with you there. Um, I mean, Trump could have came out like, you know, a schoolboy. Yeah. And still won. Yeah, surprising that uh, a lot of talk has been on him interrupting Biden, but uh, did I expect anything different? Probably not. I didn't either, but, you know, like I said, part of what you've got to do is look at your opponent. Now, how you would handle Joe Biden and how you would handle Hillary Clinton, two different ways, okay? Okay. It's kind of like kids. You, you can't do the same thing for each kid, you know? And all these psychologists that say you can are goofy, you know? <laughs> because kids are not the same. Guess what? They're different. Yeah. Same with Joe Biden and Hillary Clinton. They're just like a couple of kids, you know? They're totally different. You can't treat them the same way. All right. So, you know, and a lot of, of right-wing people um, believe that Trump could have done better. At, at letting, you know, Uncle Joe, the gaffer, gaff his way through this thing. Yeah, I agree with that. They should have just let Joe be himself because you can't write the lines well enough for as bad as he screws them up. <laughs> I know. There's not, a, there's not a comic writer out there that could write those things he says any better. Well, did they drug test him beforehand? Because I was getting text from the RNC saying, that Trump is demanding uh, drug tests of and ear tests and to make sure there wasn't, you know, an earpiece in Joe Biden's ear. And I, I, I just wonder if any of that stuff ever happened or if that was just thrown out there. Well, I heard there was a couple shots of Biden basically talking to himself. So did he have an implant? Don't know. I don't know. Maybe he did. Could have been. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Um, I I do believe um, the vaccine is coming this this month. Okay. Now that doesn't mean everybody's going to have a vaccine. Right. 
Okay, it, it takes time and to distribute, and you know we saw a lot of those distribution issues when COVID, um, you know, way back in what March and April, yeah. when COVID was taking hold. Biden downplayed it to the degree that I believe that the left is a nervous wreck about whether that vaccine is comes to fruition before November 3rd. He said, oh no, that vaccine isn't gonna be available till spring or sometime along that lines. And even when it's available, it's not gonna be available to the people. And you know, Trump's lying about it, you know. Well, you know, Trump, first of all, Trump is not lying about it. He's not making the vaccine, thank God. Yeah, we've been taking news from the pharmaceutical companies. Exactly. And um, th- there is going to be a vaccine available at the end of this month, barring some crazy problem within the test. I will say we have a lot of um, listeners from Springfield. They are looking for people in Springfield, Missouri, to... Um, take part we we have a clinic that tests a lot of drugs okay now some of those people will have to stay at the clinic for um i believe it was 50 hours um after taking the first round or the round um just to make sure they don't grow a third eye or something (laughs) yeah something like that so uh, this would be uh the third and final level of testing so if you're interested in doing that it looks like to me the pay was going to be pretty good so Ooh. if you're interested in doing that go right ahead um i mean somebody's got to do it i respect people that do i'm not planning on it right but biden's response body language and all suggested to me that they feel like this is a nail in their coffin, politically speaking. Hmm. Okay. If that if that vaccine comes out, okay. But politicians are crazy. I mean, you really can't be a politician without being crazy, can you? Yeah, uh, not nowadays. That's for sure. <laughs> well, Biden refuses to denounce Antifa. He says Antifa is not a real organization. It's an idea. <laughs> <laughs> what? I mean, oh, I mean, it was originally suggested that it was funded by Obama's OFA. Yeah, exactly. How is it an idea? Um, as soon as you put action to an idea, it's no longer an idea, it's an action. Well, exactly, and ideas don't do things. People with ideas in their heads do stuff. Yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, they do stuff. I've never seen an idea riot or burn down uh, stores. <laughs> there you go. Exactly. But, but they did. Exactly. <laughs> wow. Um, I will tell you that at one point, um, there was lots of evidence out that George Soros was funding it. And, uh, you know, what is it about George Soros? Now, I have here, I got, forgot about this. A letter that was given to me, a copy of a letter, okay? I cannot completely verify this letter. But it was given to me, and, and it looks legit, okay? It is from a Suzanne Scott, C, or 
excuse me, to Suzanne Scott of Fox News Media. Okay. Okay. A few months ago, Lou Dobbs brought up the idea that our, um, George Soros was taking part, you know, paying some of these people. You know, same things we've talked about. Right. Same things that there is evidence all over the place. Now, Lou Dobbs is um, on Fox Business. Okay. Basically, this letter suggests that um, they just better not talk about George Soros. Okay? Okay. Um, it says, Dear Suzanne, I have written to you in the past about the pattern of false information regarding George Soros. <laughs> that is routinely broadcast over your network. But even by Fox's standards, last night's episode of Lou Dobbs' show hit a new low. It is bad enough that Mr. Dobbs continues to repeat the widely discredited reporting of John Solomon as it pertains to Mr. Soros. Now, John Solomon is a fabulous investigative reporter. Okay. Okay, he was reporting that has been debunked by the U.S. Department, the U.S. State Department, and recanted by one of Mr. Solomon's main sources. As you know, in the last year, Mr. Solomon's previous employer faced a staff revolt over his commingling of business and editorial functions. Well, that doesn't say it. That doesn't mean it was a lie. And yet you inexplicably continue to give him a platform to spew information. It's bad enough that the commentators on your air regularly engage in the most grotesque anti-Semitic slurs against Mr. Soros. Who did that? Huh. Okay. <laughs> so, this letter goes on, but you, you go, well, that must not mean that much because Fox News reports it. No. Last week on Harris Faulkner's show, George Soros was mentioned by a guest um, that was not paid by Fox and was completely muted. Hmm. Recanted and they lost a lot of viewers over this. Whoa. So, this idea that Antifa is an idea and we could possibly be being censored in the United States is quite bothersome. Yeah, absolutely. As it pertains to George Soros. So, our listeners, um, we have some shows out there about George Soros. Um, just look through our feed on any of the 220 platforms you possibly listen to this on. Um, they're very easy to find on Spreaker. So, and you can listen for free on Spreaker. So sign up and um, do that. Or like I said, if you have a, another one that you prefer, go ahead. So it's getting crazy. Yeah, definitely. And George Soros really is dangerous and really does throw money at politics. And if a media outlet is afraid of George Soros, what is he capable and his organization of? I don't know. But to carry on here, we're talking about the pandemic economy. Right. Every country's hurting right now. 
Absolutely. Um, you know, there are reports that we had the worst economic downfall in history in the second quarter of this year. Um, oh, really? Who thought we weren't? <laughs> yeah, that's uh, okay. really not news. When the no, entire news. world shuts down, what do you expect? Yeah, you can't blame Trump for that. Hell and no. Yet, Joe Biden was. I've seen media people do it lately. <laughs> Oh, well, that's the, not surprising at all. The pandemic economy should blame, be blamed on COVID-19. Absolutely. That's the wrong. Cause. Yeah, well, everything's yeah. Trump's fault, I guess. <laughs> oh, but look much. how fast we're pulling out of it. Yeah. Even the New York Times had to admit all this. Yeah, I mean, unlike other crises where things were, were um, you know, slightly out of our control, in, in this situation we controlled things, so we just flipped the on switch and, you know, things sort of returned back to normal. I mean, I know that the, here in Canada even there's building supply shortages because everybody's fixing up their house while they're, they're stuck at home. No, um, we got that here too. Yeah, it seems to have blanketed the market. And I do know that the sawmill shut down because we... We live amongst a whole bunch of sawmills, and they wow. were not operating. So, um, you know, now they're they're hopefully catching up, though. Well, Stuart Varney talked about this morning, and he kind of explained it the best way. Um, the jobs market was not as bad as they thought it was going to be. Every state that has shut down more or waited longer to open back up have, are the ones that their economies down. The others are recovering quicker than his, any time in history. Right. Things are, if, now granted, we do need to take measures, but shutting down restaurants completely, not letting them open to, you know, under regulations to where they can let some people in and things like that having just only outside eating of course the economy and the weather is going to get colder i mean you know, so if you can only do outside eating that's like saying zero isn't it it is during especially in new york yeah right. it's cold so um so another, there's some another local decision. Yeah, well, and there's a lot of local decisions that are causing that. Um, another thing that came out of the debate was the idea that if Joe Biden wins, they might court pack. Now, we talked a little bit about court packing last week. Um, but they are considering adding justices, adding a couple of states, so they can justify adding justices. Um, and, of course, all the justices they add will be um, what I call left of left or very progressive. Right. Um, but when Chris um, Wallace asked Joe Biden umpteen times the other night, Joe Biden never answered. So you might as well say yes. <laughs> I, I yeah. mean, you know, if you're not going to answer that many times and you say, well, that's what the election will be if I answer that. Well, um, isn't that the idea? I mean, if, if you're not going to answer those kind of questions, what's the damn point? Right. What's the damn point of even showing up for the debate? If you're just going to sit there and, and talk about how bad 
Trump is. That we was pretty get much an the idea <laughs> about what you stand for. Yeah. Yeah, that was just uh, it was just a bashing contest from it what was. I understand. So, I don't know. Yeah, apparently at some point, um, Trump said made reference to Proud Boys. Okay. And the media is having a fit, saying that he's a white supremacist because that's a term used by white supremacists. First of all, how do all these damn media people know they use that? Are they white supremacists? Uh, they're the one that's probably created it, the name. <laughs> I mean, I looked back at a show we did pretty much right after, I don't know, the last election. And they were screaming white supremacist at Trump then. Aren't they just an idea? <laughs> yeah, just another idea. Um, the media cares more about things than some. I mean, for example, um, Trump's tax return got leaked out. Maybe or maybe not. It may be a lie and maybe the truth. He didn't really pay a lot of taxes. Most businessmen don't um, pay a lot of income tax. I think it's, right. it's fair to say they're paying a lot of taxes, paying a lot of property taxes, they're paying a lot of sales taxes. They're paying a lot of taxes. They just oftentimes don't pay a lot of federal taxes. And if you've been in business, you understand that. If you haven't, you don't. But it drives the media, drives that idea, drives that idea. And let me tell you about us regular people out here. We don't give a damn. So, but, but Trump's also not taking a wage for being president, right? Exactly. exactly. So is Joe Biden willing to denounce his salary? I, I don't know. He doesn't. Yeah, he doesn't need the money. He, he, can, borrow, he can borrow from Hunter. Oh, <laughs> yeah. oh great. Yeah, that, that, Hunter's made a lot of money. I think it's went up his nose, but nevertheless, Hunter's made a lot of money. So um, that's a good question. Along with where's his medical records? Yeah, exactly. You know, he turned over his tax returns and thought that Trump should do it then. Okay, Trump's turned over his medical records. Where's Joe Biden's? Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's we've been talking about that for a while now. Yeah, yeah. Now, you know, election surprise, for sure. Here's a big surprise: Trumpsters are out registering Bidenites. Oh. Out registering to vote. That is unusual. I mean, generally, the left does register to vote. They don't always vote, but they do out-register Republicans, and supposedly there aren't any new out Republicans out there to register. Huh. Well, I tell you what, these statistics say that's not necessarily true. Right. Is that an indicator? Because we know the polls can be a mess, you know. Yeah, I never believe a poll. Yeah. So, so um, Hillary Clinton. <laughs> yeah, until yeah, <laughs> until she was wondering what happened. Exactly. Yeah, and that's why she never conceded, right? Yeah, exactly. She's still believing in that poll. Well, she told <laughs> Joe Biden not to concede. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So, wow. okay, will there be more debates, or will they just stand in the back and cut their mics when they get rude? I, I, I'm, I'm voting for the mute button. Are you? I yeah. don't like that idea um, because you've got someone back there making a call that could be tainted. Right. 
one way or another. Exactly. And I, I kind of think that that worries me. Um, I don't even know if Joe Biden will end up debating more. Um, I don't know. Nancy doesn't want him to. Right. One of my kids said the other day, who's worse, Nancy Pelosi or Joe Biden? <laughs> <laughs> I said always Nancy. Yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah, I, I think that they will have a mute button that they will activate when the other person is speaking their two minutes or whatever it is. Yeah, so. I saw. So one of the guys on TV this morning said it'll look like the big Staples or Office Depot button, you know, that <laughs> The yeah. e- easy button? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Giant red button. Yeah, well, I, I remember back in the debates in um, when Reagan was running and they threatened to cut off his microphone and he stood up and he says, I'm paying for this microphone. <laughs> yeah. Perfect, so. yeah. I, I remember that too. That's That was classic. Thing. Yeah. Okay, food egg boxes. When they come to people that need them, there's a letter from Trump. And he demands that the letter be in there. And there are people that are pissed about that. And you know what I say? Good thinking. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's a great idea. He's president of the United States. Why can't a letter be in a food box? From the president. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. What's the problem? If you want to do that, then you got to win the White House, right? Exactly. Who allocates that money? Who who helps with the budget? The president. Yeah. Well, and he certainly is the one that uh, makes the final decision about sending aid uh, during a crisis. Yes, he does. Now, Brad Pascal has gone off the rails. Brad Pascal was, um, he was the fundraising um, manager. And then about two months ago, Trump, you know, named Stevenson. And Brad Pascal remained as a campaign manager, which I thought was goofy because the tactics being used were ridiculous. You know, whereas in 2016, they would ask for, you know, give anything, $5, $10, $20. Now you get these things and it says, give $500. And there's buttons, like you can't give anything but the $500. So it seems really stupid to me and I want to bring up this point first, that, okay, so you want one person to give $500, you're going to turn 50 people away with $10, and they might give another $10 in another week. Why would you do that? Yeah, <laughs> I'm not sure. Uh, uh, it, 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 it makes no sense to me. Okay, and and then there's they do all these threatening they are emailing and texting you if they're on their line approximately 55 times a day. Wow. Um, and they do it sometimes after 8 or 9 o'clock at night when I thought they were supposed to cut off. Believe me, I want them to get money. I want them to win. But they're cutting their nose off to spite their face. Yeah, and and you know what? Shady tactics like that even happen in Canada here. Um, I signed a petition, and I don't even remember what the petition was. I think it was to keep our government open through the the pandemic. 
And uh, I got a phone call from our progressive conservatives fundraising that they got my contact info off of signing that petition. (laughs) So really, was it a petition or a way to grab uh, names and make phone calls to? Exactly. Exactly. And there's been a lot that 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 has gone on. Yeah. Shady. Yeah. But this is another example, too, of the media, you know, with Trump derangement syndrome. Because Brad Pascal was picked up the other night because he threatened to harm himself. There had been some domestic violence issues at his home between him and his wife. I assume his wife called. She says he did not do anything to her, but he had a gun. And he, he had threatened to kill himself. He was very depressed and drunk. He resisted arrest. And all the headlines read, the Trump campaign does not want Brad Pascal to talk. They're scared to death he's going to talk and tell some secrets. Right? Okay. Well, you know, a couple days and things turn around and the truth starts to come out. And it seems as if it might be the other way around. Brad might not have wanted the Trumps to talk. Oh. Because a lot of money is missing from Trump's coffers. Oh, there you go. So today, um, the headline should read, Trump's billion-dollar war chest, where is it? (laughs) Yeah. Well, right now, they're looking into all of Brad Pascal's dealings. So far, they've came up with his companies have received from him from the campaign 43 million dollars and they're still looking whoa this could be an awful lot there could be a reason that brad pascal is was nervous and depressed yeah and and a former (laughs) and it's not because you know something about somebody else it's because you know something about yourself or you know that somebody else knows something about you not what you know about somebody else doing wrong. Right, right. And then why would he be wanting to kill himself if he had stories exactly. to tell? So it doesn't make and sense. An insider that remains anonymous says that he spent cash like a d- drunken sailor. <laughs> take that for whatever you want. But, uh, you know, in this last month before the election, it would do the RNC a lot of good to become a little more humble and take those five ten dollar donations. I mean, you got to think it. You know, you're putting yourself on the line donating anything. You got a neighbor that doesn't like you. They can look up and see who, which campaign you gave to, and retaliate against you. Wow. In fact, I'm thinking a lot of that's going on this time. So I'm not so sure that everybody's name should be published for every damn dollar they gave to a campaign. Right. It's, you know, I understand transparency, but I don't understand putting people in danger. No, I agree. Yeah. But all is well. I mean, it really doesn't matter what happened in China with the Bidens. It really doesn't matter what happened in Russia with the Bidens. It doesn't matter how much Hunter was paid because all is well. Oh, really? Hunter tells his dad he stopped the drugs. Ah. (laughs) Good on you, Hunter. And we always know that (laughs) drug addicts tell the truth to their parents. Oh, yeah. I'd agree there. 
Yeah, and we don't always agree, but life's the journey, and we're all in it together. Be safe out there. Godspeed to all of our listeners. Godspeed to you, Connor. Godspeed you too, and thanks for listening, everyone. See ya.